You are listening to an episode of the Beehive podcast, Rubies and Gold. We are so happy you're here. Don't forget to like and subscribe on whichever podcast service you're listening on so you don't miss a thing. And if you're a bit late to the party, welcome. Why not pop back and catch up on any episodes you've missed so far? Hello and welcome to episode 10 of our Beehive podcast, Rubies and Gold. I am your host, Karen, and each episode I'll be ushering guests into our Beehive pod for your joy and entertainment. Today I'm joined by Charlotte and Becca. Hello. Hello again. <laughs> Goodness. We're back. How have we made it to 10 episodes? I don't know if I've got a squeaky chair. You have oh, got a squeaky sorry. chair. <laughs> Just reposition. Reposition, reposition. That's better. Yeah. Just you you would have thought weight. after 10 episodes we would have found the chairs that don't squeak, but clearly not. Obviously not today. No, maybe season two. <laughs> <laughs> so we've made it. 10 episodes. Yeah. People are still listening. Great. Shocker. Um, this is actually going to be our final episode of season one. So if you're listening along live, I'm sorry to say it's your last one for now. Um, we were talking to one of our um, avid listeners at our <laughs> members event on Friday. And she was so sad that this would be the end of season one because it's become her Saturday morning routine, hasn't it? Yeah. Like grabbing a cup of tea, getting into bed and listen to us chuntering on in the background. <laughs> <laughs> So she was really sad. Um, so Eva and anyone like you, if you're listening along, um, you'll just have to start from the beginning again and like keep listening to us on repeat until season two comes in the new year. Um, so today we're going to be talking about the future of the beehive. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so as you will have heard already, the beehive has had a great journey getting to where we are now and we've had some highs and some lows Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of trial and error in developing what the beehive is and making it into a sustainable business model which sounds very grown up it does doesn't it sustainable business model Mm. yes sounds very grown up um but as you will probably know by now if you made it to episode 10 we are not a team who likes to stay still very long. No. <laughs> Itchy feet. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We always want it bigger and better. Um, so, Becca. Yes. Back, uh, squeakies. <laughs> um, back a million years ago, when you were dreaming about the beehive, you saw it as a cafe and, but didn't quite know the and. We found that later. Um, how big were your dreams at that point? Like, where did you see it in 5, 10, 15 years down the line? Mm-hmm. Nice, easy question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got about an hour to tell yeah. us. Well, if you remember right from that first episode, my dreams initially were something that was just open on a Saturday morning. You yeah. know, it was like a pop-up cafe <laughs> just on a Saturday morning. And then it grew to, you know, I realised I wanted something on the high street. And I didn't think beyond that at all, really. Yeah. It was just something in Ashford, in the heart of our town that I really care about and I want to see thriving and that we were just going to have a shop that would that would always be there. And yeah. that was the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I really didn't think further than one shop at that point. Yeah. But I think that's quite nice because it feels like as we've gone, we've kind of all then made this new dream. Yeah. And that's quite nice. Yeah, definitely. Like fresh. Um, so obviously we're now at, Year five, yeah. <laughs> five, <laughs> five years, 
because we are so old. Um, and so we've been ta- talking about the prospect of franchising the beehive model for like a good long while now. Yeah. Um, and there have like been little crumbs that have been dropped along the way. And obviously, like for us, we believe that's God's stuff. Like we believe God has called us into it. Um, but we started looking into franchising and how to go about it and the legal stuff. Um, and then in 2021, which feels like years ago, doesn't mm. it? That was literally one year ago. <laughs> Goodness. Um, in 2021, Ashwa Vineyard, a now Numa Church, started to launch an internship called Kingdom Academy, which was going to be a year-long internship with training and placements and stuff like that. Um, and the Beehive was going to be one of those placements with yes. a view that we would like have an intern, we'd chain them up and they could go and like spread the Beehive to the world. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, not even that at that point. We were talking about how, like, how to lead a, a kingdom project, something yeah. that was a God-based project that was within a town centre or within a business setting was def- yeah. like what we were looking at yeah. for initially for the internship was just more that kind of applying... Um, our faith in a business environment so it wasn't yeah. even about the beehive the long term per se yeah. yeah well um we um kingdom academy didn't actually go ahead that year in the end um but there were a couple of people who had applied to be interns with us at the beehive as part of that um and so we kind of just decided well let's just do it anyway right yeah like we'd already planned for it we'd already thought we can like facilitate interns so let's just go ahead with it um and so we had three interns with varying reasons for wanting to learn um and then we launched this like really intensive six month whirlwind mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness yeah we learn as much as they did, right? Definitely. Oh my gosh. I remember one evening Becca and I sitting at my dinner table with a big piece of paper and like, what do we actually do? <laughs> <laughs> what do we actually do? Because unless you know what you're doing or what you're rooted yeah. in, how can you take someone else with you on that journey? Yeah. So it was definitely typical beehive, jump in with both feet yeah. and then fill in the gaps. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Could you let me know what we do actually do? Actually, that'd be really helpful. Mm. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I even... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, the trouble is with the beehive, it evolves and changes so quickly. Yeah, that, that is not, yeah, even, it's not even relevant it, now. No, <laughs> probably not. Probably not. <laughs> so, interns, we had them and they were eager to learn and um, very eager, which was great. Yeah. Um, Charlotte, do you want to just like walk us through some of the things that we did with them over those six months? Yeah, so it really stems back to that mind map that we did where we, we looked at what we did and then we looked at the skills needed to do the thing. Yeah. And then we looked at how possibly we could teach the skills to do the thing for yeah. it to look like a beehive. Um, and we we kind of worked it backwards, didn't we? Mm. So we thought about all the things that we wish someone had sat us down and said, <laughs> try this because this might stop you from doing this, this and this wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so um, Becca took the massive lead on all the business type of stuff, which was all about how to run the beehive, all the practical things behind it with her yeah. business knowledge and business skills. Finance and all spreadsheets. of that. Spreadsheets. 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 Oh, she loves yeah, spreadsheet. Why do I say the word spreadsheet? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the spreadsheet. Um, I took on all the personnel, people, volunteer, all that kind of thing, yeah. um, but also helped our interns with their own personal development with some coaching yeah. and practical getting out what their values were which was really important for the whole bigger picture as well yeah, yeah. 
and you did loads of creative stuff with them about comms and communication and media and design and all the wonderful goodness <laughs> that you do but yeah. it's only when you sit and you look at your role and you think goodness how am I going to teach someone else how to do that yeah. in six months and it felt a little bit overwhelming and yeah. we didn't want to put them off yeah 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 so it was a really slow gentle process and it had plenty of time for them to also reflect on what it was like to be on the shop floor. Yeah. Um, they had time to reflect on how they were going to plan things. So Becca might say to them, this is a spreadsheet, what we do for A, B and C. Now you sit and have a think about how that would yeah. almost translate into your beehive dream. Yeah. Um, so it was a lot of trial and error. Yeah. Practice. And um, with my old early years teacher hat on we used to use a method called plan do and review yeah so we quite often plan something we do it it might not feel like <laughs> it might not feel like we did it in the way that we wanted but I think for us leading the interns we had a lot of reflection on how we'd even do it differently next time yeah because there will be it next time yeah so we loved having interns I think it's interesting isn't it because um like we have as I'm sure everyone will have realised by now, like we have basically just made up as we went along, like from the beginning, because we had to, and which meant that our roles have kind of, like you say, like evolved so dramatically and we've learned and we've grown. And so it is really hard to like pinpoint it and say like, now like you're starting from beginning, like what are the things that I wish I knew? Like what are the things that I wish somebody had told me um, so that, like you say, like I don't have to make the same mistakes as we did. So yeah. we kind of were basically coaching them through like, this is what not to do. This is what we did yeah. that didn't work or that was like really effort. Let's like skip some steps for you. But also not brainwashing them and blinkering them into having to clone a beehive, yeah. but into taking the ideas and the model and creating something that is sustainable for them to run with their yeah. vision. Because yeah. you can't run on someone else's vision. No. It's It's insustainable unsustainable you can't do that yeah so it's good for them to think about their ideas and i think for us seeing our interns the the biggest learning place for them was on the shop floor yeah Yeah, absolutely practically doing it yeah and they loved that like we like very clearly said to them like we never want to duplicate what we have here at the beehive we want to replicate like goodness in different ways and have the own stamp so um yeah that was really awesome and I just remember like sitting and doing a little conversation with them. I mean, I say little, like by the end, their brains were like bursting because they were like, too much information. (laughs) Um, But like one of the things I said to them is like, um, you need to work out who you are. Like who is the beehive to you? Because if you don't know who you are, then you can't communicate it to Mm -hmm. anyone else. And um, I just remember being like, okay, I'm going to leave the room for 10 minutes. (laughs) Sit and work out actually who you are. And I think like, those exercises are things that I wish we had done at the beginning because it would have totally saved us so much time in like how to communicate going forward and importantly as well is the fact that they might at that point Mm. had one version of who they are when they actually pick up the keys for their shop it might suddenly change and it will tweak and things and it's and hopefully through the internship they've got those skills so they can become malleable with it and they can try things that trial and error has been so important so important Mm. and I talked about in in my episode with you about Becca saying about the till there's nothing that that can't be fixed with cashing up and 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 I think that was very much for us one of our values through the intern training yeah so there's there's nothing that can't be changed or 
or just made how you want it to be. Yeah, yeah. It just needs to be... Just try it. Like, give it a go. See what happens. And we're here to support you. Like, when you fall, I think that's great. Which is a really counterintuitive to how businesses normally work. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, there's a fixed formula. This is how we do it. This is what works. This doesn't work. Go. Yeah. we're all of a sudden, like... There you go. Yeah. Pick from the platter. We're like, <laughs> hit the trapeze. Yeah. We are below you to catch you if you yeah. fall. And it's fine if you do. Yeah. I think that's nice. That's really nice. Um, so skipping forward, um, the outcome of our internships, um, I mean, they learned a lot. Um, but the outcome is that Laura, who is from Dover um, Vineyard, mm-hmm. and she is going to be launching the Beehive Dover, with Trisha as very much part of the Beehive Dover team, um, and our guinea pig franchise shop is on its way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. Um, we're not going to talk about that too much because, like, a lot of that is their story to tell, and so we'll come back to another point. And things are happening in the background; it's not quite ready to um, air. Um, but all we'll say is we are supporting them in getting set up, and they have a location. And basically, watch this space intrigue <laughs> I feel like we need like some kind of like little jingle it's like dun, dun, dun. <laughs> nice. or like the EastEnders dun, 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 dun. I mean hopefully it goes smoother than every storyline <laughs> and hopefully there's less death yeah. <laughs> and prison like, visits yeah <laughs> yeah like children coming out of the work woodwork <laughs> you're not my father <laughs> um so Moving past that, yeah. um, the three of us very much formed a little tricycle from yeah. basically day one, didn't we? Um, and as we talked about before, like we're all really different and we seem to complement each other as a team, um, which meant that when we were kind of thinking about franchising, it was really apparent, kind of without even talking about it, um, that we were going to be doing it together, right? Um, so the Beehive Network. This is like the first time we've officially said it, yeah. like publicly, yeah. isn't it? The Beehive Network is what our franchise is going to be called. Um, Becca, do you want to like share a little bit about like what that's going to look like? Yeah. So I'd we'd got this model that worked. We we saw the impact the Beehive was able to have in the high street um, with a cafe and other Something things attached else. to it. Yeah. So for us, it's women's clothing, but loads of people had said to us, oh, what about children's clothes, men's yeah. clothes? We'd talked about a bookshop at some point, about white goods, about bicycles, like, oh, yeah. you know, so many things that it could be an and added onto the side of a community cafe. And we wanted to enable other people to do that. And so that's where this franchise idea started to stem from. From a personal point of view, I just did not have the capacity to go out and start another shop. Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't be going like, oh, I'll just travel down to Folkestone and open one down in Folkestone, you know, something yeah, like yeah. that. I don't have the capacity to do it as um, myself or even the three of us yeah. together. None of us have the capacity to launch a second shop. Or the want to. Yeah. Mm. And so I'd started to look much more into franchising and social franchising and what that could look like for us um, and selling a a brand and a package and the training and the support behind that whilst someone else is the lead person and and launching it. And we came back to that cafe and idea quite quite quickly of that, you know, we can help people launch a beehive, but it doesn't have to be a women's clothing Mm -hmm. shop. It'll still be a familiar brand in other towns. Mm -hmm. And so we've kind of formulated this 
plan for what the franchise will look like and, and how Beehive Ashford has worked as well. So Beehive Ashford is connected to Nema Church, as mm-hmm. we've mentioned many times, and that will remain very much the same and is the basis for our, our model going forward. We are so grateful for everything that Ashford Vineyard slash Nema have <laughs> given in to the yeah, Beehive yeah. and the support. And and it's intrinsic to be, to Beehive Ashford. The, the connection with the mm. church and the other projects that the church run is absolutely essential. Absolutely. And so we are going to launch a new business, the Beehive Network, as a separate business, which will be head office, as yep. it were. And then other people, such as Laura at Dover Vineyard, will decide that they would like to open a beehive shop and they will kind of subscribe to to our business but they will stay connected to their church so there will be a local church where each shop is based that will be connected with the shop and that's important for connecting to the community and you know faith is a really important part of the project Mm -hmm. for us as well that that god is at the center of what uh, the beehive is yeah and so that's kind of what it's going to look like. There'll be head office, which will be us, and hopefully others in the future <laughs> yeah. too. And we will support the managers of the shop, but the managers of the shop will also be supported by their local church. Yeah. And that means that they, they've got the, the charity status, they've yeah. got reputation, hopefully already in their town, of, the, of a church that is doing good things. And yeah. um, it just gives them a kind of backbone of support Absolutely. as well for when they launch. And then as we've launched with a pop-up shop as our first one we are Mm -hmm. also suggesting that other people can do the same as that and um that that helps them test whether the beehive will work in their town but it'll also help test the relationship with us so we're not asking people to jump in and commit years and thousands of pounds worth of money into doing something we're saying well why don't for four to six weeks you give this a try and we'll support you in that and we'll see if this is going to work see if it's a relationship that's going to work see if the the church you know it's really hard for churches when they're charities and they don't have loads of money sitting around to commit to to spending Mm. a lot of money on a project like this and we're so grateful for the trustees at Ashford Vineyard who really did get behind that yeah um but we know that it's not going to be an easy sell for other people that want to do this and so and that's again where we can support where we've got the data where we've got the experience it's hopefully going to help churches see the difference that they can make right in their high street Mm. with a beehive of their own yeah i love that and again like replicating not duplicating like and it means that because every town is so different and what ashford needed was women's clothes and women's support but actually that's not the same for everywhere and so um giving them the ability to look and say like this is our town that we love like what is the need like what is the need that we need to meet and how can we do that and it can look like a cafe and like anything like the sky is the limit and it's a great opportunity as well for churches who in my experience at churches churches like to fix people yeah because they like to provide them things that are going to fix them and the, the beehive network model is we're not we can't fix no. we can't fix but you can be in charge and you can change community and change yeah. culture and we're providing you a vehicle to do that and whether that is four to six weeks um and then you decide not to continue with the yeah, pop-up yeah. we know that god will invest in people's lives in that time yeah yeah, yeah. and even it's just one person yeah. that has a great experience because of a beehive yeah we feel that that is enough yeah. that is enough that god loves the one and that yeah. would be brilliant obviously if they continued as a franchise yeah yeah that would be incredible yeah. but 
it's just, yeah, that try before you buy is so important for not only a business level, but a kingdom level as well. Absolutely. And we're able to say, look, like, this is our impact that we have. Like, we have the facts and figures. You know, Karen likes a statistic. (laughs) (laughs) We have the data. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're able to, like, present it to them. And then that gives them that gives them reputation instantly because they're able to go to their local councils and say, look, this is the impact that's been had in Ashford and Dover and everywhere else, Tim buck too and like and this is like the physical stuff like give us money so that we can actually do this here so yeah yeah, really exciting Ah. (laughs) um it's a bit scary isn't it and i think that a really significant moment for us and that we've mentioned in a previous episode was when we applied for and then won the ashford business award for innovation yeah (laughs) so the Ashford Business Awards, where you had to fill in like a really extensive application form so long. And I remember just like sitting there reading through the innovation criteria and thinking, nah, I'm not going to bother with this one. Like I'm applying for the other ones, which we were finalists in as well. Um, <laughs> I'm going to apply for the other ones, but I don't really think we quite fit in um, and kind of just moved on. And then one of the brilliant ladies, after I'd submitted the applications, like emailed back and said, we see that you um, haven't applied for the innovation and um, you should like do it. And I was like, oh, really? So then I sat down at my computer and I started typing and then I was like, oh, yes <laughs> I have so much to say we are really innovative um and so like I think that's really good like it it turns out that we are actually we shouldn't discount ourselves from it because we're actually very innovative yeah um and then so once we've made it through to the finals um Becca and I we had to do a presentation to Tony and yeah. this guy he has been in business his entire life like yeah. super successful in business mentors in business and all of that stuff like his credentials were a bit terrifying weren't yeah they, they were <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like I think even before I met him I was absolutely totally intimidated yeah 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 and yeah. um, so he came into the shop <laughs> and um we showed him around and then we did this presentation to him about our innovation to this point like where the beehive has come and then our plans for franchising and then he set to ask us like a whole range of questions didn't he oh yeah so many questions he was like like what happens if this happens and what have you planned for this and how are you gonna deal with this and um we shocked ourselves because we had the answers. Yeah. It's yeah. always a surprise when you're like, oh, I, I successfully answered all those questions and I actually already knew the, answers. Knew the answers. I didn't have to like pull something out yeah. it, um, <laughs> and just kind of fake it. Like I actually had the answers. Yeah. Like, we de- I, I definitely inside my head was like, Oh, well done us. (laughs) Every time we answered a question. And then he kind of finished by saying that um, you're really good business women. And we just like, are we? Us? Look behind you. Yeah. Who are you talking about? No. And then he kind of, he finished and he said like, um, it's actually a really competitive category. So like, I obviously can't tell you, but um, it's really competitive. um, So don't get your hopes up. Um, and so then we won it, and it was absolutely unreal. <laughs> like, I think I literally said, shut up, about 12 times. Shut up. I cried a lot. Oh, yeah, you definitely cried. Yeah. Um, and I think, it, like you said, the other categories were customer service and a small, small business. business. Yeah. And so those mm. ones I felt so much more confident in. I yeah. know our customer service is excellent yeah. because of what our values are yeah, yeah, yeah. about what we are trying to do for our customers and clients and volunteers yeah. and everything. 
Um, and also the the interview process for those categories had been so chill, much more chill yeah. compared to to what our presentation <laughs> to Tony. And yeah. so I just I I thought if we were going to win anything, it would be one of those. Those mm. were the categories, and Absolutely. so innovation. I didn't even no, it, yeah, didn't cross my mind that we'd win it. I just went into it thinking, oh, it's nice to be at the awards dinner. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, massive shout out to Channel FM, who yeah. we were. We were sit, we were plonked with these people. We didn't know what to expect, and um, we kind of were plonked with these people who ended up being hilarious. Yeah. The best, table the best table. Yeah. We had such a good time, and they were so supportive. So when we won the innovation award, which that they, they were our competitors in, yeah. yeah. So they were up for it as well, and so we won, and it was just like hugging our family, wasn't mm, it? Yeah. They were so happy and yeah. like shouted, like cheered yeah. for us the whole time. And yeah. um, so massive thanks, guys. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think that winning that award for me, I can't obviously speak for you, um, but for me, that was the moment that kind of took the Beehive Network from our dreams and visions to actually, like, this is going to be a reality and mm. it's actually going to be successful. Mm. Yeah. Do you agree? Just yeah. sitting in that room with loads of business owners that, that you know of their business and yeah. you, you have some kind of idea about the size of their turnover yeah, and yeah. all of those kind of things. And... Um, We'd had an experience with somebody in our story who um, had commented on just, you're just playing shop. Yes. Um, and and it just suddenly was like, no. No, we're not. No, we're not playing shop. We are, we are playing community change. Yeah. And somebody else sees hope in that vision yeah. mm. and they stand with us in that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And someone who knows what they're chatting about. Yes. Like, he knows what he's chatting about. Yeah. And if he sees that in us, then it means, like, we're better than we think we yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that was a great turning point for us. Um, and so, obviously, I mean, we're a great team, the three of us, and filled with joy. Um, what are our roles going to be in the Beehive Network? Ooh, roles. We all have a title in this room. Oh, <laughs> So, um, Becca's title is CEO, mm-hmm. which I did see a little thing in TK Maxx. There's obviously other shops that you can buy your Christmas presents from out there. <laughs> <laughs> this is not an ad. No, this is not an ad. The other day that said CEO, Chief Entertainment Officer underneath <gasps> it. And I nearly bought it for your desk, but then I was like, actually, no, I think I might make some make <laughs> yeah. better ones. Um, so, CEO is going to be, like Becca was, Becca was saying earlier, it's going to be all the, the businessy type mm-hmm. stuff and you are like nuts and bolts aren't you you are about agenda and vision and the how to yeah. all of that stuff <laughs> spreadsheets yeah. spreadsheets all of that stuff um so which is a, a, an incredibly Necessary. important part mm-hmm. um Kazel, you are our creative director oh <laughs> <laughs> So you're going to be doing all the comms, all the design, all of the stuff that you just do that you make look super easy. And I know it takes all your time and stuff, but it it brings joy to other people because you are in it. Yeah. So thanks, man. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna be doing all of that. And and when people talk about comms, before I met 
casual in in this capacity. I assume yeah. I was just someone just doing stuff on the internet. <laughs> but actually, I've learned filling out newsletters. Yeah, newsletters. Yeah. <laughs> because actually, the the tone of how someone writes something can be the the yes or no to a sale or the yes mm-hmm. or no to someone engaging in a workshop that changes their life. Yeah. So it's it's so much more than just a post. So you're going to be doing that, and I am going to be. Um, Director of Culture. Yeah. Don't ask me what that means. I do know what it means. <laughs> so again, my my love is people. My love is seeing people develop and change and move forward. So it'll be my joy to support the managers. It'll be my joy to do coaching with people, yeah. to work um, with Becca designing training, to work with you doing um, creative stuff for the workshops and yeah. videos. And yeah, just the people, the people Developing stuff. Developing the culture, which is like the number one thing of who we are as the beehive yeah yeah Yeah. and making sure that our culture is consistent yeah Yeah. i think that's where like i've I've got this vision right for Mm -hmm. this for this shop and this this franchise and and that's been there in me and i'm capable of running a business well but for the beehive the beehive's identity is so important in what it looks like yeah. with the, our creative side of things, how it mm. how it, that's communicated, the stories, the, the the look of it is so essential mm. that I can't do anywhere near half as well as you, Karen. And the culture is so important to make sure that every single person that comes in clearly understands how a beehive feels yeah. is also really important. And your pa- passion for people, your pastoral nature is again a skill that I just don't have and yeah. so I could launch a whole bunch of shops and they would be okay they'd be fine they, they would probably do okay because I am capable of running mm. a business but for the beehive to have the impact that it is meant to have I can't do it without those two roles yeah team <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should like do some kind of hands in the middle <laughs> Really weird on a podcast. Yeah, 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 it doesn't really work. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing, and we just we complement each other, and um, like without Charlotte, Becca and I would kill each other. Mm-hmm. Um, without me, you two would dream and get nothing done. <laughs> like it's, we just need each like literally. <laughs> okay, that's good, guys. How are we gonna make it happen? Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah. we just we complement each other, and, and most so, importantly, we tend to have our wobbles at different times. Yeah. yeah. So yep. whilst one's having a wobble, the other two are holding, holding it up. up. <laughs> yeah, and then we swap on yeah. this like cheerleader pyramid. So co-founders yeah. with our own little roles, yeah. which is exciting. Again, scary. Um, so Becca, obviously that was your original dream, the Beehive. Um, how does it feel being in this place now um, and taking on this like new dream that we're going to embark on together fresh um, and we step into the next like leg of being official business partners? Mm-hmm. Um, like, how does that feel for you? I feel just genuinely excited. Um, I don't think I've got the same fear level that you guys do. And that is because I've seen what we've done. Yeah. And I think this this period of this podcast has been so important in that yeah. as well of the looking back and actually like now talking about winning the innovation award <laughs> i'm like well that's because we've done five years of learning and yeah. five years is a really long time and yeah, we've yeah. learned so much and so and even in the last year that we've been t- like seriously talking about the franchise we have faced some really big challenges oh, again yes. but it's so great because we're just oh, well look at what we've just learned yeah. look mm. at what we've learned to teach somebody else look at how we've 
um, grown in that, how we've grown working together. We've yeah. learned to communicate so well with each other uh-huh. um, and and really found our identities yeah. in, in how we run this mm. business. And so I just feel excited. Yeah. And I know I, I, I probably, like I've just said, would have come to a point where I wanted to grow it at yeah. some point anyway because that I'm a natural, big <laughs> thinking person. <laughs> But now it feels achievable because yeah. we have set some really good foundations and as a team doing it together. Um, and again, mm. I don't even have fear around like our friendships because yeah. we've built such stable like foundations in, in that and we've learned how to, to communicate. <laughs> we've learned how to compartmentalise as well, that yeah. we're able to move from you and I having a big argument over <laughs> hoodies um, and then slipping back into talking about kids or boys or, you know, like <laughs> whatever it is. And we, we, we go between the two so easily, then we can come back to the work argument later. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that, that, that's, that it, I think it's, we're in, in such a good place to be able to move forward with this, that it's all been such a clear, when you look back on it, timeline of how we mm. needed to go through so many of the things that we've gone through to get to this place, to be ready to launch it. And, and yeah. I, I feel like we're there and we're ready and I'm excited. We're grown-ups. We are. I was going to say, the word in my head was matured. Yeah. yeah. And we're definitely, and like the beehive, as we've said, it's gone through different phases, but yeah. I think our our relationship on our tricycle yeah has has matured and changed and, and yeah. that's always going to naturally happen with the fact that we're getting older anyway yeah but we all keep entering different periods of life and and I feel like for us as a as a threesome that that can only make our beehive experience better yeah. because it feels like we've got more life experience to say to people come with us on mm. this journey yeah and because we haven't got it all sorted out oh, no. and actually dreams are really good yeah. but you do need the nuts and the bolts mm-hmm. and you do need the problem solving and every now and then you need the mop yeah <laughs> to mop it all yeah. up and that's okay that yeah. can work mm, so yeah. whereas I think we are told by society that things have to be done in a very set way well none of us do things in a very set oh, way oh no at all <laughs> and i and i think also for women yeah i'm excited having a daughter yeah. that that she is seeing this process yeah. as well about just having a go yeah. and trying yeah. and trying and i think like like what you were saying earlier you um said the story of someone saying that we're just three women playing shot yeah. and i think like throughout our journey like our whole point at the Beehive in Ashford is empowering women. And I think that goes through, like, example. And we have definitely, over our last five years, developed who we are as strong and powerful women. And we are changing things. And I think that's incredible. So, yay! Go, <laughs> Go us! <laughs> Um, and obviously there are loads of people along the way who have supported us getting this far um, and who are like ready to support us in this next stage and we're yeah. not going it alone by any oh, gosh, means no. oh my goodness because no we would probably kill each other but we've got people around us who are there to support us in all of the different ways um, and so we don't underestimate any of that either no. and yeah. I'm really excited to think of people listening to this and thinking oh <gasps> We could have a beehive in our town. Yeah. Because honestly, I want to bang my head against the wall sometimes about yeah. the people in Ashford who haven't actually even heard of the beehive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> when you're like, yeah. what do you mean you 
haven't heard of the beehive yeah. and then you tell them the story and yeah. it's like they it's like they light up on the inside yeah, yeah. and they're like that is amazing and then you get people come in who are visiting family yeah. who live in Ashford who have come to the beehive because they know so much about the beehive yeah. Yeah. and yeah. it's like come on guys we just yeah. want to get the message spread yeah. further afield because it is brilliant yeah and that's just not you can do it like <laughs> no. other people can do it and yeah. um, so if you are listening and you live somewhere else in the world um and you want to talk about having a beehive in your town please do get in touch drop us an email um on our rubies and gold um at rubiesandgoldpod at gmail.com um and let us know and we'll happy happily talk to you about it um but we've been meeting with lawyers very grown up accountants very grown up we have an amazing one of both yeah who we are like proper love and so all of those things are really exciting and we are starting the journey so Mm -hmm. beehive dover is our guinea pig franchise so we're going to be learning a lot from it and um it's really exciting and there's lots to come and no doubt i'll have um laura etc on at a later point um there's loads to come for Beehive and we are so happy to have you all on the journey with us. So thank you for sticking with us this far. It's been really fun bringing you our first season of Rubies and Gold and whole season, <laughs> a whole season. Um, and we hope you've enjoyed it. We now ha- are having a little bit of a break, but we'll be back with season two in the new year. So keep an eye out on our social media for when that's on the way. But for that, for now, that's it. Season Wait, one. Wait one second. One second. I just want to say to you, congratulations for this first season because Uh this is down to you and your vision. And like Becca said, it has genuinely filled our hearts with joy to sit and talk out loud the story. And as we always say, there's so much power in spoken word. So thank you to you for everything you've put in because I know that people out there absolutely love it. And we couldn't have done this <laughs> at all so oh, well done i'm loved every second i'm really excited for season two Me too. yay <laughs> well bye for now see bye. you thank you for listening to this episode on rubies and gold you won't want to miss an episode so make sure you like and subscribe on whichever podcast service you're listening on We'd also love to hear from you. Reach out and tell us your thoughts. Or if you have questions to ask, drop us an email at rubiesandgoldpod at gmail.com and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Or just stop by for coffee one day if you're nearby. We'd love to see you.